U C I the cooch cooch the cooch cooch K U C I the cooch cooch the cooch cooch K U C I the cooch naked comedy. So hopefully it stays good. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just chilling here. It's six thirty in the evening. The sun's still out. How is it? In your neck of the woods? It's uh, a little humid today, mm-hmm. but that's fine. How is uh, summer uh, in New York? You're in New York, that, right? Yes. How I'm, is, uh, I'm in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn part of New York City. Uh, how, is, how are the summers there? I mean, they're usually a little on the humid side, has been my experience, but this summer has been fairly mild. It's been kind of great. It was very, very rainy mm-hmm. in the month of, month of June. That's fun. Which had a lot of people complaining, but I did not mind it one bit. I like summer. It was a little cool, cooled off. It was much cooler temperatures. It was great. I, we've hardly had to turn our air conditioner on. Cool. Very awesome. Nice. Well, for the listeners, uh, this is Naked Comedy, and this week we have John Glazer. Harry. Uh, actually, this we can. This is pre-recorded, so I can do it. So. Why don't you introduce yourself? This is Naked Comedy, and our guest is... This is John Glazer. That was not nearly as dramatic as I thought it would be for some reason. How am I going to say that? That's, uh, that's how it came out. Let's try it one more time. And you maybe you can use your ability of nobody seeing your face to take on a new persona that's entirely radio. And then introduce that. All right. All right. So we can, we can again. This will all be edited out. One hundred percent not going on the real thing. Uh, so, so you're looking for a little more excitement there? Yeah, we need, we need a little bit more. You got to sweeten it. Got to punch it up. <laughs> all right. Using showbiz terms, that means it's for real. All right. Uh, well, this is Naked Comedy, and this week our guest is. A very talented young man. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? What's up? This is John Glazer. This is my radio excitement voice. Yeah. That? That, that was good. I think I think we could splice some stuff together, you know, get some beats in there. If you want yeah. something more normal, I'm happy to do it. We could actually probably stretch that, you know, for the whole 30-minute interview. Like, I think <laughs> you're probably <laughs> good. Slow it down and do it. Just, just keep remixing it and splicing it over itself. <laughs> Each syllable into eighths of a syllable. That would be pretty great. It would be really conceptual. It would be yeah. pretty awesome. Do it. <laughs> but, you know, in case that doesn't hang work. Just hang up. Just commit to it. Commit to that idea. Hang up right now and do that. Okay, how about I do that, but <laughs> no. we also do the interview, and then I we can do two interviews. the interview interviews. as a backup. Yeah. But definitely just promise me now you're going to commit to that idea and do my intro as a 30-minute interview. Cut up, edited, mixed. Okay, I, I will promise that, but <laughs> on the condition that I can mix it with one Apple loop. Okay. Okay. Agreed. Okay, agreed. So there will be two interviews for you. You'll be able to share them with the world. Phone shake. And all their glory. Phone shake on it. Their glory. Phone shake. All right. There. We got that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is John Glazer, and you are... How would you describe yourself in two words? Let's do something like that. Like In two words? In two words. Um, wow, two words. 
Let me give it a little thought. Um, this uh, is great interview material, by the way. What's that? This 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 thinking is great interview material. <laughs> great radio, specifically radio material. Two words. I'll just say <laughs> sensitively adorable. That's pretty good. How's that? That's pretty good. I'm sad hey, you nice. couldn't you couldn't get the fro into those two words because I feel like that's a big part of who you are. What's Do you it? still have the fro? The the fro. The fro. It's fro. Uh, currently a little on the shorter side. Just did a little trim, you know, kind of a summer trim. Mm-hmm. Summer, it's kind of I like keeping a little shorter because it gets a little. It's not even that it's like oh my hair's so long and thick and hot. It just gets a little. It's that's part of it. You have the, um, the humidity frizz. Yeah, a little humid right. frizz. And it's just nicer when it's a little short. Wintertime, I don't mind when it's long. It's mm-hmm. under a hat. I don't care. I have really, like, straight hair. So the fro has always been, like, you know how you always want this thing that you don't have? That's always been, I've been fascinated with fro's. Because <laughs> my hair, it won't, it won't even, nothing will make it go up into the air. And so it's always cool to, like, talk to people with fro's. That's that's what this interview is about. It's about your when I well when I was uh, when I was in high school, I very much liked the band, and I still do the band. You know the band, the Flesh Tones. I've, yeah, yeah. Pete Zaremba at the time had this really great kind of like waterfall kind of haircut with just like half of his face covered by it, and mm-hmm. that was what I wanted. Uh-huh. But I could not do that with my curly hair. Oh, that's so sad. What about with today's technologies? What's that? What about with today's technologies? Well, when I first, for the longest, I had uh, my ha- I had no hair for a long time. I I buzzed it down to the bone. Mm-hmm. wasn't bald, but I was really just like as almost as short as you could do it. Mm-hmm. And only I would say in the last, uh, I think in like 2000, I started growing it out. But for a long, long time before that, I did not have hair. But my point is, when I started growing it, everybody's like, "Oh my God, you gotta like." straighten it. They really wanted me to straighten it to see if it would lay down, but I really, I never tried it, but I don't know. I believe me, when it's, when I, when I'm just sort of hanging out at home and it's really long, I'll pick it out so it's gigantic <laughs> and it just, you know, it just sticks straight up. I think I'd really have to do, I'm, I'm guessing there's something, right? There's got to be some kind of chemical treatment that'll make it lay down flat. I mean, that would be, I think, that Isn't that what relaxer is for? Weird. I think that's what relaxer is for. Yeah, I just don't know. I wish that's something I should have tried. Um, was uh, I did get cornrows. Oh, I've got. My hair is long enough. My when it's a fro, it's long enough to do cornrows. Ah, and it was kind of hilarious. Are you tender-headed though? Because I got cornrows once for something that I ended up not doing because of the cornrows, uh, and it was just really painful and super ridiculous. No, I thoroughly enjoy that. (laughs) Like I. I'm not into, like, hair pulling or anything like that, but I thoroughly enjoy, like, a scalp rub or, like, if I go get a haircut when they're, like, sort of pulling on it. So getting cornrows done for me was, like, pure joy, and Mm -hmm. it took, like, two and a half hours of just this woman, and she came to my apartment and did it at the time, and it was just, like, bliss. Mm -hmm. Just this woman working on my head, sort of like, you know, gently tugging at my hair for two and a half hours, and I was just like, oh, it was great. Did you have, was it just your hair being cornered, or did you have hair put in? Nope, just all me. Uh, maybe, because I had hair put in, and I think they had to, like, solder it onto the other hair. 
Oof. Something like that. That sounds rough. Did you no, take... this was, my, hair is long, my hair was long enough to do it. It was, mm-hmm. it was... And there was definitely a couple points where, where she was really, you know, pulling it and twisting it, and it would get a little bit painful, but I, for the most part, enjoyed that. Do you have photos? Do you keep one? I do have a couple room? photos, yes. Oh. Well, at least, at least it was cherished forever, because I, I spent this afternoon pretty much watching everything I could find of your videos online, and I saw, I saw, I think I saw one with your hair cut short, but I, I didn't see any trace of cornrows, and now that you said it, I feel like I've been robbed, like, knowing that there's a photo out there of John Glazer with cornrows. There is a photo of the video. It was all, actually, you know what? I'll tell you where you can see it. If, if you can find it, <laughs> it exists. I don't know if it's available, but um, the two times I've cornrowed my hair, one was just for fun, and then once, the other time was actually for this, like, art film that I was in. But a friend of mine, it was actually a really cool project. I've never seen the finished product, but this guy that I know, his name is Phil Morrison. And he is a big commercial director, but he's also... Did you ever see the movie Junebug? Yeah. He directed Junebug, and he does a lot of commercials, Aww. and he did a lot of music videos, and he directed this short film like that. Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth mm. sort of, I think, co-created with him. I, I can't remember the exact deal, but it was Phil, Kim Gordon, oh, this artist, I think his name is Tony... Uh, I don't want to get his name wrong. If you were to look up Kim Gordon, Phil Morrison, and the name of the piece, the actor Michael Pitt was in it. He played uh, the Kurt Cobain character in that Gus Van Zandt sort of, Mm -hmm. you know which movie I'm talking about? I think so. By the way, if you were to, I think, look it up, I can't remember the name of it, but Uh it was this short I think like sort of like art piece that they made and it was multimedia and then they made this this thing and then they would play it they they performed it like at the it was the backdrop of a live musical per performance I think oh where did they was, perform it what's that I think I don't know I I think part of it was that they performed it in Europe which is one reason I never got to see it mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's a thing that exists as something you can buy or see online but it might be. And I had, I played two characters in it. One where my hair was picked out gigantically into an afro with these crazy, great uh, outfits, very fashionable. And then the other character had cornrows. So mm-hmm. it does exist uh, on video. If you can find it, <laughs> I'd be very impressed. Oh, this is going to be an I awesome. Have to, of course, let me know. This is going to be an awesome, like, Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I mean, I'm sure I, I can call Phil and get it, but anyway. <laughs> if I find it, I'll let you know. Uh, here's the deal. If I find it, I'll post the 30-minute remix interview of your intro, like uh, like iPod style, with just that like screen cap of you from that, that deal. piece. And that will be how you know that I found it. There will be no words exchanged. I'll, just, I'll send you a link one day. That's and the way it'll, to just, do it. it'll be beautiful. No words necessary. <laughs> no words necessary. NWN. Hi, this is DJ Intern Sam, host of Naked Comedy. I hope you're enjoying the podcast currently in progress, made by hosts like me, college students, just trying to make a good show for people to listen to that is hopefully engaging and alternative to what they might find at other radio stations. 
Um, I hope that you are enjoying the um, bare bones, amazing, passionate feel that goes into every show of KUCI. And if you'd like to continue to see shows like this, uh, continue in their fashion without having to succumb to the demands of the man, like, you know, learning how to speak proper radio lingo or etc., <laughs> um, please consider donating at KUCI.org slash donations. We could really appreciate it, and it will your donations will go towards allowing people like me who have trouble continuing one straight sentence into a microphone, have shows, and have the opportunity to get to people like you, our awesome listeners. So thanks again for listening to this podcast, and I will return you to a much better worded interview already in progress. Yay. Well, I feel bad for our bald listeners because they're probably feeling pretty neglected at this part of the part of the interview. You know, kind of like, like, I can't connect to this. What's going on? Say that one more time. Our bald listeners. Oh, you're bald. <laughs> I'm sure that there are tons of bald listeners, and they're probably just like, Man, what's with these people? Was one straight hair? Is this froze? Why can't they address my needs? It's a lot of hair talk. There is a lot of hair talk. Um, here, I'll ask you something non-hair related. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you about Midnight Pajama Jam. Do you guys still do that? No, we haven't done that in a long, long time. Uh, well, what was it exactly? Because I've seen you, and from what I gathered online, it was like a show that you and John Benjamin would put on? Or just an act? Yeah, no, it was a show we did for a while, and it was something that John came up with with uh, his girlfriend, Amy Silver. They had this idea to do this sort of show, and they asked me to do it with her. John asked me to do it with them, and it really started off as like a fake kids show, and then it just sort of became this sort of just fake talk show, and... You know, I was doing these two puppets, and I was mm-hmm. the sidekick of puppets, but then it just became, instead of, like, trying to be a fake kids show, it just became, like, a, just a fake talk show, just comedy show. And it was uh, it was really funny. I, I really, um, we ended up doing it a lot. I think either once a, I think we only did it once a month, and we were getting really good crowds, and uh, we, you know, we, I think, pitched it around, and nothing ever came of it. We tried to make a DVD, and it just never went well for some reason, but... But you brought it out to L.A. Really, once, right? What's that? You did bring it out. You brought it out to L.A., though, too. It wasn't just a, a New York thing. You, cause I saw yeah, we did bring it to L.A. I can't remember when. It might have been 2004 or so, maybe earlier or later. I can't remember exactly when. But we did a couple shows and tried to get some, you know, L.A. industry people to come see it. Um, but nothing ever really came of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really funny show, and we just stopped doing it because it had sort of... You know, we had done it for a long time and just wanted to do other things. But you guys still do a lot of stuff together, you and, and John Benjamin, for listeners. Um, I guess Coach McGurk is the easiest thing, but I'm sure most of the listeners know more beyond that. But, um, like, how did you guys start performing together? We met on a job, I would I think, about, uh, which is crazy that it's 12 years ago now. Mm-hmm. But we just met on a job and just... Um, you know, the, which was in L.A. at the time, but most of, both of us were living in New York. Or actually, at the time, I was still in L.A., and then when I moved back here for Conan, John lived in New York, and we were just 
you know, hanging out and doing a lot of stuff together, just started doing a lot of comedy together at shows, and we just ended up, you know, just, we just sort of became fast friends and, you know, mm-hmm. very similar sensibilities, mm-hmm. and just, that's really sort of how we started doing stuff together. Um, it just sort of happened. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of, you know, when, when we do live shows, we would just perform together a lot, not all the time, and we haven't done a lot of, we haven't done stuff together in, I would say, the last, uh, not as much, the last couple of years, just because we've both been doing our own projects. You know, mm-hmm. when I started doing Delocated, I've just been really busy with that. Yeah. I, and John has also been very busy with his own stuff. Um, but yeah, we performed a lot together. Well, I have to say, um, the episode of Tiny Ends, I think that one, Nanny, was probably my favorite of the bunch. <laughs> John was in that. And that was his girlfriend, Amy, and that is his son, Judah. <laughs> what did his son think of the hands, the the whole situation. I mean, I think he just thought they were, I think he even says in the video, right, like, we have little doll hands or toy hands or... Big baby hands, yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember how old he was at that point. I mean, he must have been, like, three, I think, maybe. And yeah, he looked like, like, he wasn't wearing diapers anymore. He was, like, wearing, ba- like, little kid clothes. Yeah. So... No, it was pretty funny. I mean, <laughs> all those videos were fun to make. And th- was that, um, was that kind of, like, the first... Because, I don't know, on, on Adam, it's kind of, you know, very basic about, like, who made stuff. But it seems like that was, like, kind of your first main project, like, the thing that you started with. Or was that, how did that work? Say that again, the question. <laughs> um, with, with Tiny Hands, like, was that your, did you pitch that to them? And they were, like, how does it work? How did you get that on Adam? Basically, what happened was uh, I had been doing Tiny Hands as a live character around town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people at Comedy Central, I think, had either seen it. I know people had seen it, and I actually, it was in 2004 that I pitched it to them um, at sort of these interstitial things to do on their network, on Comedy Central, during the summer uh, leading up to the 2004 election. Mm-hmm. I was pitching it as like this sort of political candidate with that at tiny hands. <laughs> and they really liked the idea, but they really couldn't fit it in. They were just doing too much with Daily Show and all that. And um, But they liked the idea, so at the time they were doing something on their internet, on their website, the Comedy Central site, called Motherload, which I don't think exists anymore. But they were sort of trying to do original, you know, internet content. Yeah. And so they, I, you know, got to make the, I did all the videos originally, for Comedy Central, for the Motherload site, and now I think Adam has sort of just taken that over. So I think that just sort of became that. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if anything really came up with the Comedy Central web stuff. I think they did a few things, and that was it. But. Well, I don't know. Adam, um, like, all the Motherload stuff is on Adam, and I guess Adam has um, a, like, once a week, you know, one in the morning, like, TV show. So say that one more time. I think you cut out for a second. Oh, the Adam has like a once a week TV show on Comedy Central, and I think it's like I don't know if it's like newest videos or most viewed or whatever. But every week they take some of the videos and put them on TV. Because actually, I had first seen it on that episode, like some one of the random like Adam TV episodes. Like it's not even called. It's just called like Adam. But it's on TV, so... Yeah, I don't really know much about it. Like, I just did the videos for Comedy Central, and that was it. And then I sort of heard about the Adam thing and just never really kept up with it. Yeah. Well, they're out there, and they're awesome. Yeah. And people should watch them, because they also feature the fro. 
tested. That's, yeah, it's in full force too. It did seem it did seem pretty pretty out there. <laughs> um, Phil Morrison is actually in one of the tiny speakers. Phil Morrison, he's he's the director in the commercial one. Oh yeah yeah yeah, in the one where we're the, auditioning for the I think the Pepto Bismol right. Yeah, but there's no label, so there's no label. Pseudo Pepto Bismol. Right. Yeah, he kept saying he kept telling the camera guy to focus on the hands. Yeah, focus on the hands. <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty good. I actually, he was very funny in that. <laughs> he seemed very supportive for a for okay. a commercial for a commercial director. He seemed very supportive of the tiny hands. <laughs> well, Phil's a very supportive. He doesn't, you know, he's a very supportive director. <laughs> well, um, I want to move into talking about Delocated because I've been avoiding it as long as possible because. I really love the show, and I was afraid I would dove, like devolve into um, like a fangirl status because I really love the show. <laughs> um, Let me just say really quick that I'm also I'm watching the Tour de France right now as we're talking, mm-hmm. and they're interviewing Lance Armstrong, and he's wearing the most obnoxious sunglasses. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, why? Why are they not? They're what? just like I think they're Oakleys, but they're more like fat. But like he's he's on he's in like street clothes. They're like fashion glasses, but they are hilarious looking. <laughs> Wait, isn't he? He's not in the Tour de France, or why he is he street clothes? This must, this must just be like a pre-race interview, oh. where he's just wearing a T-shirt. And but man, those glasses are hilarious. Okay. <laughs> well, now we know. So we can get back and delocate. Now we know a lot about Lance Armstrong, yeah. and now we know when this was when this was taped. So yeah. everybody in the future will know. Page twelve. <laughs> Age. I think I'm watching Stage 12, if stage. you want to date it. 2009 Tour de France, Stage 12. Stage 12. All right, delocated. All right, <laughs> delocated. Um, I, was, I looked online, I was reading online, um, and it, I read somewhere that you had actually directed the pilot of the first season of Delocated, like before it was actually picked up. Like, how did how did that start? How did that character start out? How did the delocated character start out? Yeah. Um, well, you're right. I did direct the pilot, uh, but not the series. But I, yeah, I directed the pilot that got the show picked up. The character essentially came from. I had done this witness protection program character live even before I got hired at Conan. And when I got hired at Conan, I did it on the air. But it was it had more of a joke attached to it, which was that it was an I was I was an impressionist. That was in the yeah. witness protection program, mm-hmm. and it was, it was as dumb as it sounds. It was just a guy who did impressions, and all the impressions sounded the same because they were that that low garbled voice. Yeah. So it was, you know, and all the all the impressions were really hacky, just terrible, you know, hacky impressions. You know, Homer Simpson. I just they were just bad. <laughs> humor was bad, and but he was really smug and really confident. And wore the you know wore the ski mask and had that voice. Mm-hmm. So that was how it sort of started. And after I quit, uh, after I left Conan, you know, I just wanted to do something with that character, not necessarily with the joke attached to it. I just liked that character in general and was trying to think of something to do with it. And had the idea for the show and I'd been pitching it around. And finally, you know, when Adult Swim sort of became this entity, it was great. It was the perfect place for it. So, so how was the directing of the the pilot? Because the first one you had. You had basically the whole cast that would be in it in the actual show. Like, there weren't any major, you know, like, recasting or, like, we have to, you know, doll her up. Like, it pretty much stayed the same as the pilot. So how was it making that first pilot? Well, the pilot was great. It was an extremely fun experience. I mean, 
you know, and just as far as what you're saying, as far as no major cast changes, I mean, that's just, you know, working with Adult Swim is, is creatively very satisfying and very enjoyable. You just, there's a lot of freedom to do what you want. Like, we didn't have to do big casting sessions. I just really handpicked the majority of the people that were in the pilot. There was a few auditions. Um, but it was, it was, you know, it was a short process. We only shot for three days, and... It was pretty fun. It went very well. We lucked out with great weather and scheduling and just everything that goes into a shoot, which is kind of hard to juggle. And it was good. It was very fun. So making the pilot was great, and, you know, thankfully they picked it up. And they they kept true to the original pilot. Um, How did you you start working with PFR? Because they're they're the producing team that did the whole show and and are doing the, the second season. Yes, I mean, they've been involved since the beginning, even the pilot. I mean, basically, I, you know, I know Vernon and jo- Vernon Chapman and John Lee are two of the four people uh, at PFFR, and I know those guys. I've known Vernon the longest, and they're obviously, you know, extremely funny guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it came time, you know, to meet, for me to do the pilot, and I had to hire a production company, uh, they had just sort of, I think, started their production company. They were getting going with that, mm-hmm. even though they had been doing a lot of, you know, they'd already done wonder shows. And yeah. So when I found out they had a production company, it was a really, for me, easy choice uh, to hire them. Mm-hmm. Um, that just worked out. Yeah, perfectly. I mean, it was really... I had interviewed several production companies, but, you know, I kind of knew I was going to hire them after I realized that's what they were doing so yeah. it was just it was great because they they were also doing a show with adult swim which was xavier yeah and you know it just gave me you know just two built-in also writers who could you know help with ideas and it was just, it was great and you know obviously we're still doing it with them so very awesome well so season two it's it has been announced it's going to happen and you guys are, are shooting right now or are you done shooting no, no, no. We're we're writing, currently writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not going to shoot till mid, late September. Mm-hmm. Any uh, so we're doing all spoilers? the writing. Currently doing writing all the scripts right now. Any spoilers so far? The end of the summer. What's that? Any spoilers so far? The very baby. No summer? spoilers. Oh. Um, nothing. Nothing. Nothing juicy. Oh. You know, we're still figuring out a handful of the ideas. You know, the big thing is that the show is going to be a half hour this time. Mm. Oh. Which oh. is great. That's I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it was in discussions and everybody decided that that's what we wanted to do. But even if they had said they wanted to do it 15 minutes again, I mean, I, I like doing both. Yeah. But it'll be nice, I think, to try something different and make it more of a, um, you know, the, the, the style of the show. It would be nice to make it more of a traditionally... Uh, the length of it, at least, more traditional. So, well, also, isn't um, Adult Swim doesn't do original shows that's more than fifteen minutes. So, if it stays thirty, that's that's pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. Well, I don't know. They might. I think they do have a couple. I'm not sure which. Because they, they play they a lot of. They have a lot of syndicated or, shows that are thirty minutes. But and Space Coast. Adventure Brothers was, half hour. Okay, yeah, Venture Brothers. 
Okay, fine. Never mind. I'm not as excited anymore. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I, I thought I'm not was, as excited was, anymore. And I know that I did a, a voice on an old show, Stroker and Hoop, and I think that was a half hour. But no, I mean, the, the, the vast majority of their shows are 15 minutes. It's hours. okay. You, are, you already killed my happiness, so it's, <laughs> it's cool. Right, I, I, I <laughs> like feeling happiness. But it's okay. How about this? It's the first 30-minute live action show made by yeah. Swim. No, no. Even the 15 minutes. I think it's it's the first. Uh, even at 15 minutes, as far as I know, their first full 100% live action show. You know, Tim and Eric obviously has a lot of graphic stuff, and I think that saw the moment was green screen, and they had the fat guy stuck on the internet had a lot of. I think it was mostly green screen. Yeah. This is the first, I think, only... They might have some stuff coming up next season, but I think Delocated might have been the first. Well, I'm, I'm excited, and I'm sure a lot of other people are excited for season two. Um, I know I went home on vacation recently, and really the only way I was able to stave off the boredom was by watching the Good Buds episode, like, every hour on the hour. That's my favorite one by yeah, far. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, ma'am. Glad you like the show. It's great. Well, um, <laughs> I guess anything else you'd like to say? Last uh, last thoughts? Um, any more undie ads for season two? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what the billboard is going to be for season two, but I have to say that was really You set maybe, the bar pretty high. What's that? You set the bar pretty high. Yeah, it's going to have to be something pretty great. I mean, getting to do your own TV show is pretty fantastic, but the billboard might have been the my most favorite thing about about do it about the whole experience like, <laughs> and it was so great like full credit to adult swim for for doing them i was so like that was an idea that i'd pitched them when i was pitching the show like or even before i wrote the pilot you know i was pitching them on the idea and photoshopping photos and trying to really sell the idea and give them visuals and i had taken a photo of a billboard at how in new york at house in the lafayette this massive calvin klein billboard and I photoshopped myself and I, you know, I took a photo of me in my underwear at my house my mm-hmm. apartment, and I photoshopped it in and was so I sent them that idea years ago and that was the idea that they really liked which uh-huh. was great and we actually did a real professional photo shoot awesome. it was pretty fun I still can't believe they did it it was awesome <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully there's some sort of in the next month or so hopefully there's some sort of new billboard campaign that everybody talks about that you can do Bill, as well. Billboard, yeah. <laughs> something to give you inspiration. You have time, though. You can think of something. We'll be ready to be wowed. We'll yeah, be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be ready for hopefully a, a pretty sweet billboard. Sweet billboard. All right. Well, this has been an interview with John Glazer. Part two, because part one. Part one is a 30-minute remix. Yeah. Part two is this. Um, I, I don't think we, we, we don't need a part three, do we? Your call. I mean, because things, things come in threes, and so it's almost like you have two, and then it just, like, it's not fulfilling. You need that last so one. Part, part three, we leave, it, we leave it up to the listener's imagination. Okay. Part three, they just turn on the radio, they turn down the volume, and in their head, they pretend the interview is whatever they want it to be. Okay, cool. And, okay, part three will be that, plus a blank square, so that they don't get distracted by watching videos or anything, they can just look at that square and imagine, take it in. Yeah, like staring that. at the sky. No, that's, le- that's leaving it. It's it's challenging the listener. All right. All right. So this part three 
Okay, ready? We're going to do part three really quick. Part three. And then we'll just loop that for like <laughs> two hours. So Yeah, that's perfect. It'll be awesome. It'll be a great use of bandwidth. People the, last thing I'll, so I'll, the last thing I'll give you is a Tour de France update. Okay. We got, uh, looks like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in a breakaway. Ooh. Including the King of the Mountain leader in the Polka Dot Jersey. It's a pretty mm. nice stage. What stage is it? I think it's uh, stage 12. Still, still at stage, stage 12? Stage 12 from, I don't know, I mean, my, I don't, my French is from Tonnerre to Vitel. I don't speak French and I don't know anything about bicycling, so I will. I, I I'll would take say it's a safe bet I'm pronouncing both of those names wrong. Okay. And terribly. I'm, I probably butchered them. <laughs> At least you got the, the visual going for our listener. Maybe that yeah. can be like 3.5, the yeah. updates on Tour de France. A lot of mini-interviews in this interview. There's a lot of mini-interviews. It's, it's the power of editing. This will, all be, this will all be cut up. It'll all be, you know, broken up. It's going to be beautiful. There's going to be no pauses, no awkward interruptions. It's just going to be smooth and flowy. And then we're going to have the silence, and then we're going to have the remix, and then we're going to have the Tour de France updates. And let's have this on record that we're coining a term right here tonight called mini-views. Mini-views. Mini-interviews. Right. Mini-views. Mini-views. All right. That's, Anybody tries to steal it, we have it documented. That's copyrighted. Yep. That way, And we got the two coasts, because I got West Coast, you got East Coast. We'll split the profits 50-50. All right. But Midwest... Um, we gotta get some. Who 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 do you know in the Midwest? We gotta get somebody in there. We gotta have triangle. Um, I mean, I'm from Michigan, so I, I got family in the Midwest. All right. I think if you get somebody from Michigan, we can have like, what is that? You mean to a, be a triangle? No. If you, if we can get him in on the patent or the copyright, we can have like a scaling triangle of protection. Um. But that still sure leaves my, like I'm sure my dad'll do it. Alright. Alright, we got that. So everybody I'll in the volunteer him. Everybody look at the map. The scaling triangle from Michigan to Brooklyn to Irvine. In that scaling triangle, you don't use the term mini views. Because <laughs> that's ours. This sounds very legal. It is. It's pretty legal. Definitely hold up in court. Should my dad my dad's a lawyer. Um I got this down. We're covered. We're covered. Alright. Thanks for doing the, the mini-view today, the multiple mini-views. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for asking me to do it. It was, it was very fun. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I will. I'm going to go walk my dog, you know. All right. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. All right, cool. All, All right. right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's the show for this week. I want to thank DJ Doug Pound for my awesome show theme. He's amazing and made that from the genius of his brain. You can check out more of his genius brain um, products at Doug Pound, D-O-G-G-P-O-U-N-D dot com. Um, thanks again for downloading the podcast. And please tune in to the full show on Thursday mornings or Wednesday night, however you want to think about it. Um, from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, there's a lot to the show that we can't put on the podcast, like 
comedy albums, clips from TV shows, awesome, amazing surprise call-in guests, um, and so much more that is still pretty awesome. So check it out. Um, do a stream record. Um, boycott TiVo until they allow you to record the FM waves along with your TV as well. Whatever you need to do. Naked Comedy, Thursday mornings, Wednesday nights, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, until then, I'm um, uh, gonna... KUCI, the cooch cooch, the cooch cooch. KUCI, the cooch cooch, the cooch cooch. KUCI, the cooch. Naked comedy.